Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. No. Okay. Alrighty. How are you feeling? I feel good. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. We like recording on Sundays. We do. We like recording on... I don't know. I feel like it's either Sunday or Tuesday. Yeah. Sometimes we like to push it a little closer to the edge. I, it's funny because I'm like, we got to record early because I want time to edit and I inevitably will end up editing it on Wednesday, like yeah. at 6 p.m. That's how I work on most things. And finish at like 10.30. I don't a, do anything until immediately before a deadline, unfortunately. I think I've been like that since grade school. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, this paper's due? Let me do it this morning. Yep. How you been since I saw you last? Mm, good I've been in Williamsburg a lot yeah we're in Williamsburg right, right now, now which is amazing we were both here yesterday, yesterday. seeing the same movie this is the second week yeah. in a row that Bridget and I saw the same movie on the same day <laughs> without speaking to each other About before it. or after this until time today. we we weren't watching it simultaneously, simultaneously but, but we it both, was the big sick and we both highly recommend it it's so good beautiful it's sad it's funny it's true and I'd heard so much about it before going in and it still exceeded my expectations it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes damn this episode of Splat is brought to you by the, <laughs> the big, big sick, sick. <laughs> of course um yeah hi yeah, Bridget that's true hi Brooke I almost just said hi Brooke <laughs> hi Bridget <laughs> Hi, Brooke. Hi, Bridget. Welcome new. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. See, Eccles made me nervous. I know. Eccles, do you hear that? You made me nervous. Eccles, can you hear me? <laughs> um, welcome to Splat. The podcast. Where me, Brooke. And me, Bridget. Talk about sex in the city. 10 years younger. And 20 years later. Boom. Boom. Also, do you guys uh, remember two weeks ago we had Hannah on this podcast, who was amazing, and she was talking about how there's a, almost no true lesbian bars in new york even though there are a million gay ones oh yeah that- and on tuesday i went to like basically the one legit gay bar lesbian bar in manhattan with a big group of friends called cubby hole yeah <laughs> it was amazing and it was so fun but i was it's literally apparently the one and i was there too am i allowed to talk yeah, about yeah. Jess. <laughs> oh, we, have, we have a guest this week <laughs> jess thompson Amazing. Well, we don't have to introduce, but there is one called the V as well. Oh, There's amazing! Where is it? Stands for vagina. I'm wow, <laughs> that's what a leap. Uh, that's in like the West Village. Greenwich mm. Porter makes but sense. But that's a true lesbian bar too. So but yeah, two. there's very few, and the Cubby Hole is a great one. Yeah, dang. I'm no, not let's lesbian, introduce but I just you. Like to go to them. Get on, get on in here. Come here. Um, sure. So sorry, just, I butted in early. No, no, that was perfect. That's perfect. Well, You're part of the but game. But tell me if I'm interrupting too much because I am a Sex in the City fanatic. Oh, yes, we so can't wait. We <laughs> have, yeah, please tell us have. a little bit about you. Yeah. I, my name is Jess, Jess Thompson. I am a film director, filmmaker. I write, direct and produce films. And my feature film, The Light of the Moon, just won the Audience Award at South by Southwest. Oh, congratulations. Yay. No big deal. Yeah. My boss goes to South by every year oh. and I, I really would love to go at some point. It, it is the like best s- of the film festivals. Yeah. Well, I've been to maybe five of the major film festivals Yeah, and it's so grassroots and so uh I mean, it's expensive to go because Austin is so right. expensive at that time. But it's honestly so filmmaker friendly, so musician friendly, so artist friendly. And there's just, they shut down the whole city for the Whoa. festival. And it's just food trucks everywhere and music mm. everywhere. And it's so much fun. Austin seems like a cool amazing. place. I've heard, I'm from Portland, Oregon. Oh, and I I've Portland. heard, I do too. <laughs> I've heard tell that Austin is kind of like the southern 
Yeah, so I've traveled to forty-two states in America, Holy and I—if you can't hear, I'm amazing. Australian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? yeah, so I've traveled to a lot of places, and other than New York, the only other places I could live or like see myself living at some point would be Portland, Oregon, Austin, Texas, um, New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans wow. is the best city in America. Yes, I agree. And then Missoula, Montana is also beautiful. It's a bit small. But then I just found out Montana has the highest suicide in ID end of season. I was like, well, I don't oh know if boy. I want to live in that state. Yeah, Montana. It's like right in the middle, right? Yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful. It I think it's gorgeous. one of those places that's beautiful to visit, but maybe not to live. Because yeah. it's very remote. I think it is very remote. You're right. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of filmmaking in New Orleans, too. They film a lot Yes, there. and we might be going to the New Orleans Film Festival in, oh, a, in a couple of months. So that'll be fun. Is that the movie that you did with Michael? Yeah. So that's how Brooke and I know each other. Yes, oh, right. friend of the pod. I don't know, actually. He made me has never. <laughs> never We're going to have him on at some point. You have to have him on. Oh, yeah. yeah. The last time I saw him, he was like, I just bought the textbook that um, psychologists use to like understand the brain. Oh, wow. Um, so Michael Salt David, star of Cloverfield. Um, and I did a play <laughs> last summer. And Jess and I met. Was it? I think it was. When we went to that, your friends, the like, that mansion. What was it called? Um, Oh, it's that exclusive club in, yeah. in on Fourteenth Street. Yeah, the exclusive club on Fourteenth. Whatever that, that sounds one like, is. such a Sex in the City thing. I know it's like the Rosewood, but it's not that. And you like go in, and it's like levels and levels of bars. But we like snuck up to the top floor, which I think was like a movie room. Yeah, Whoa. and we just like played um, charades, charades and stuff. Oh, that and sounds it's such, amazing. It was like actors, writers, and directors all there. And I was like, we are such nerds that it's Saturday night at like two a.m. <laughs> and we're sounds all getting ideal. off. Like, oh, we had, and we had like this exclusive. The Norwood, Norwood. The Norwood. Oh. Um, I said Rosewood. That was close. Um, yeah, that is close. Well done. But yeah, so it was, it was like, honestly, like uh, the drama geeks. It was. Best dream. <laughs> it like, was so funny. <laughs> Grown up version. Yeah, it was great. I How loved fun. it. Um, so yeah, then we, we bonded over that. And then recently we went to a reading of one of Michael Store David's scripts and I'm, so no, I think I even quoted something from Sex and the City and yeah. then you quoted something back and I, we were like, oh. oh. And then, well, you told me that. <laughs> And this is like this stuck with me. I've like told Bridget like and like everybody. I was like, just moved to New York because of Sex and the City. That's crazy. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. No, like, always how makes did that me feel like happen? a whore. <laughs> like when I say that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna claim it. I'm no. gonna take the sluttiness. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, it's just like a weird thing to be 12 and watching Sex and the City and like I'm gonna move there. That's when I. But that's when I watched it too. It's that's weird because you're like, it's just like yeah there's so much sex and you're 12 yeah and I don't think I mean it's called sex in the city and mum let me watch it I think she was very I was very into filmmaking from an early age so I think mm. she knew that I could I remember one time I watched Rec Room for a Dream way too early and I was like I think that film was a bit old for me <laughs> but most of the time she kind of allowed me to censor myself wow um, that's awesome she, yeah. yeah but my mum was a pretty strict Catholic mum but with that she was pretty I don't know, open with it. So yeah, I watch it and I just loved it. And there was two girlfriends, Christine and Rhiannon, who we would get on the phone after every episode and oh dissect it. And after the uh, finale, which you haven't seen yet, I, have I will not. not ruin anything. We had a long discussion because some of us disagreed and some of us agreed. Wow. And How old like, were you then when the season ended? It would have been, when the, I think I was in year 12. So I wow. think when I was 12, so that's 18. Right. So I was 12 and I must have, had to wa- I must have come in at like season three or something and I had to like backwatch yeah and then mm. I was up to date and so then I would How watch did it you backwatch did I you get I, I must like... have gone to the blockbuster oh, oh my something. god yes TBT we have to, to I like forget that we have such access to like seasons and seasons of it's things true. like we yeah I'm like re-watching friends for like the millionth time right now but it's just like on Netflix yeah yeah that's right I think I there used to be some a store that I frequented a lot called easy DVD in oh. Australia I have a DVD collection that's like got a thousand DVDs in it which are all, wow. worth, all worth nothing now yeah, but DVDs they're worth yeah. it to you we have yeah. so many mom's like could you get these out of my garage <laughs> there's just like four boxes <laughs> I'm like sell them for a dollar online um someday they're gonna so be I worth think I bought them yeah, well, that's what they say, but I don't know. No. It's not like Ooh, VHS, which has this, like, analogness to it that right. is kind of right. beautiful. Nostalgic. But I, DVD yeah. is just, like, yeah. kind of in the middle. It's kind of like the CD. Surprise, surprise. You mm-hmm. know, like, people have a lot of nostalgia for, like, tapes and record Vinyls. players. Because yeah. it's, like, analog versus digital. So right. as soon as it's digital, it's, like, worth a lot less, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. So when did you move to America? 
America. America. Uh, <laughs> um, so I moved about eight years ago, but I traveled for a whole year shooting a documentary. So that's when I went to 42 states. I, wow. bought, a, I bought a car. I slept in the back of it for nine months. Loved every minute of it. What was that documentary called? It never came out because there was too much footage, but I did edit it into like a couple of short uh, oh, documentaries. Cool. But yeah, it was called The Land of Milk and Honey. Mm. And it was kind of about the kind of myth of the American dream, but also just about the pe- and also not the myth, but like how that drives people and mm. I would just so I'd sleep a lot in Walmart parking lots it was like my favorite place to sleep because wow. there's 24 hour security and 24 hour bathrooms and oh, very American yeah and there's a <laughs> lot of great people traveling there's some people because it was during kind of the recession the end of the recession that mm. there were people also wow. who were didn't have homes so they would sleep but they were like young families and wow. you'd all kind of congregate and there was this little community where you'd all share your food and you'd all chat and stuff that's oh amazing my and I would so I'd interview a lot of those people about their lives and about like Whoa. you know their dreams oh my god that's so that's cool so cool what a so way I to feel come like to I have, this yeah I have a yeah. very deep understanding of I think America um well nine years ago America eight years ago America sure. and a lot of the more rural rural places <laughs> yeah. in America um yeah because I just have, I haven't just seen major cities. I've seen a lot of like tiny towns, and the landscape of America is beautiful. So. Yeah. And wow. then basically nine months later, got to New York, and then sold my car in Jersey, and then moved to New York City. When wow. I, I moved to New York City, and I had a car in college in Chicago, and my dad and I drove it across the country, and it was right after I graduated. Like I graduated, and then like two weeks later, I was I was like here. And he was like, okay, like drop me off at my new apartment. Like I'm going to go sell your car. And I burst into tears. My best friend had told me that just told me that she was moving to San Francisco. I was like in like very complicated love situations. I just started <laughs> crying. It was like, oh, everything is ending. I'd had, I like was the not. The car was the last straw. Yeah, that was not the way to move to New York. I was not <laughs> attached to this car at all. But I was just like, the, it had just like hit me that college was over. And I was like, why well, can't leave the car? And my dad was like, you have to get out. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> and it was exactly. fine. Like Elsa, let it go. Yeah. So what is Copyright. your... What was your like sex? <laughs> Thank you, appreciate that. <laughs> what was your like Sex and the City journey then after watching it for the first time? Like, have you revisited it? Oh, have you yeah. watched it in the city? Oh no, I watched. Yes, I my I've got a girl, very good girlfriend, um, Annie, and she's about to move to San Diego after see, we moved here almost at the oh exact same time. So six and a half. Seven-ish years that we've been living here together, and we are both fanatics. So we rewatch a lot. If we're ever sa- we say, and this is what got us talking about yeah. it, is we were like, there is every episode I can relate to a part of my life, and mm. I, I see it as like a therapy session. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. there is so many, and we will quite often. The writers were so ingenious in that they really tapped into like real issues, especially with the episode, you know, with this for this week. Yeah. Um and. And so Anne and I always, when we're having like a boy issue or even like a life issue, we'll just, we'll quite often bring up like, oh, that's like that episode. And so, <laughs> so yeah. And then we revisit. I hated the Sex and the City movie number two. Wait, so the second movie is so funny. I <laughs> find just it, watched it. Oh, I find it so insensitive. It's- it it's it is insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> the whole series is a little insensitive. Oh, of course, I mean, yeah. there's no people of color like. At and then all. there's that one episode you'll get to it. It's like in season three. It's the first episode you meet Aiden, I think, and it's where Samantha goes out with the the black guy, and the whole like conceit oh, no. of the episode is that his sister doesn't want him to date a white woman, and it's like about like reverse racism. Oh god, I've said in quotes because yeah, that's not a thing she that exists. That. Yes, I agree. and it's like that was like an issue that the episode was about and I was like oh yeah no and I think it just shows you as well how much we've progressed because that was like a progressive series right and a liberal series and now it's even where it's so much better than that right that's what we get into a lot watching it is just like the dichotomy between this having been a really influential and groundbreaking show that in some ways hasn't aged particularly well but still has a lot of but for women i think was like one of the first shows to like show women liberated with their sexuality and i do some of it is like jaw-dropping yeah yeah and i do think in a a ways it did progress for the time but yes it hasn't it's quite dated now yeah Yeah. in some ways it's like in some ways i agree a snapshot of time in some ways some plot lines you're like this could have happened to me yesterday this, uh, this episode yes. I, I yeah, feel that way definitely. about 
Oh, yeah. absolutely. No, there this, is, this is a great one that we watched because I was like, oh, my God, I was just feeling like Miranda this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, does that mean that I'm going to – it's going to – it was raining last night. I should have ran out in the I rain know. and oh, found I, someone. I, I was walking in the rain and then I watched this episode this morning and I was like, that could have been me. <laughs> Actually – a fella did come over last night and he was soaking wet and he was from the rain. So maybe, I don't know, yeah, maybe there's it. a future there. Oh, yeah, maybe it was right. a sign. And his name's Manolo, like Manolo Blonick. Oh, oh, Manolo, if you're listening to this. City. That's very second city. Oh, We've yeah. got a future ahead of us. That <laughs> reminds me of a question. <laughs> um, what is something, or I don't know, a couple of things that has happened to you since you've lived here where you felt like this is, oh, very sex in the city? Oh, my gosh, so much. Um I think the the sleeping with the younger guy episode mm. and then being like, what's wrong with younger guys? And then like waking up and being like, oh, he hasn't washed <laughs> his underwear. And it's like, he's got laundry for days and like stuff like that. That's definitely one. Um, I think definitely since I've moved to the city, coming in, to, because I was raised really Catholic and I've only had, before moving to New York, only had sex within relationships, mm. which is, I'm a very progressive, very liberal person. But for yeah. some reason, I always like held that very like, sacred but not even sacred i think it was like my mom hanging over me like like <laughs> sure. which is interesting yeah. too because you watched this at like a formative age where like you would have known that it it's okay to... yeah but i was at an all-girls catholic school as well oh, i so... went to an all-girls catholic high school yeah so mm-hmm. that was um very pretty... specific yeah so that i do feel like there was this kind of battle within me and then i think in the last like four years i i do feel that since i've embraced my sexuality and like not being so judgmental of myself because I'm not judgmental of other people so right, why should right. I be that way as long as you're being respectful and decent and consensual and to adults and I just think totally well, why not but it took me a long time to get there so now I see like a lot of those funny little situations like about <laughs> like the funkiest tasting spoof and like, and like, <laughs> and like all the hardcore vegan or the like right. just like funny things or is it how old is too old I had you know a 53 year old guy want to date me I'm 32 at the time I think it was like 29 and I decided that was too old and like things like that. So just there's so many relevant like, to but this also episode the for sure. Biggest episode. And I can't remember the exact episode number, but it's the one where Kerry, where big is with Natasha. Am I not meant to say this? She doesn't know about okay. Natasha, but that's okay. It's okay. So okay. big is with Natasha. <sighs> so one of my favorite movies of all time is Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford in the way we were. And there is an episode where they pay homage to that. Mm. And I love that film. It, broke my heart when I was 18 and watched it and was is a big formative part of my filmmaking in that I really don't love perfect Hollywood endings and that was the first film Mm -hmm. that I'd seen that really did not have a happy ending and I was crying horrendously and my mom had to console me I remember watching and she me sometimes people who love each other don't end up together I'm like mom they're so lovely and they talk about that in this in the episode Mm -hmm. and then at the end basically you know big at this point chooses someone who is more in quotes perfect uh, mm-hmm. more of a pinup woman more of a model uh, like mm-hmm. trophy wife type woman mm-hmm. and Carrie's got this curly hair and she's you know wild and erratic the she was and always afraid of yeah and she basically puts his taxi's ear behind his hair and says your girl is beautiful Hubble which is a line from the way we were and when she walks away her voiceover says um, maybe it's not about being tamed but finding someone who's wild enough to run along beside you and I always reference that because I don't want to be tamed I don't want to settle down and I don't like it when men find me intimidating or whatever I'm like no eventually I hope that I will find someone who is wild enough to run along beside me thanks Carrie well that leads I have two questions that leads me that this led me to don't you have a poster of a quote somewhere in this apartment it's that one, but it was in my old apartment oh, in Australia. Amazing. But I should have shipped that over. But I'm just going to get another one now that yeah, I think of it. But perfect. yeah, that was in my old apartment. It was framed kind of like how I have these things framed. Uh-huh. It's very. Um, my other question is, which woman are you? If a hybrid or whatever, who who is the woman who you identify with most? I'm a hybrid between Carrie and Miranda. Me too. <laughs> so <we're laughs> I would love to not... Sometimes I'm Miranda, but I'm very, like, I love my ducks in a row. I love being organized. I'm a producer, so you need to be. But I also, in terms of Carrie and her writing and her kind of freelance lifestyle, which I lead, and um, also she makes some of the mistakes that I seem to make a lot. Um, Do you think that 
because I'm finding as I'm rewatching it, this is the first time I'm rewatching it like as a woman, uh, again, in quotes. <laughs> um, and I find that Carrie's like erratic behavior and like choices that she's made about like men and how she sort of attacks things are how I attack things and think about things. And it's not something I'm always proud of. Um, but do you think that because you watched it when you were like in your early teens that that is why you identify as a Carrie? I actually think it's hard because now I carry annoys me more. Me too. She drives me bonkers. She drives me bonkers now. <laughs> but I'm also missing the like affection of having loved her when I was a kid, you know, or mm-hmm. like a young adult, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just watching her now as like a 24-year-old who thinks I know what's going on. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, but even as <laughs> like a 32-year-old who's probably her age in it. Yeah. I'm like, you should know better by now, Carrie. <laughs> like, yeah. But at 12, it didn't seem that unreasonable that she, or 18, even when I finished the season, um, the, uh, the series, it didn't seem unreasonable, some of right. the mistakes. And it's not unreasonable, some of the mistakes she makes, but it's, it's fine for everyone to go on their journey. But I'd like to hope that I'm a little, doing a not I mean, God, some of the things she does. I'm yeah. like, come on, girl. You can tell that this guy yeah. is just being an a-hole. Like- yeah. I I was texting with a friend of the actual friend of the podcast, Anna, um, about it because I'm as I'm rewatching Friends 2, I'm like, I hate Friends and I hate Sex and the City for teaching <laughs> me that the one that like on and off again guy who like continues to hurt yeah. you is like the one you're meant to be with. And she was like, but there's also another relationship in both series that are like a little more realistic and the one you should aspire to be like Monica and Chandler or Steven Miranda. Oh, I have so many thoughts and feelings. I have not reacted to this show the oh. way I did until Steven Miranda happened in this oh, I'm episode. I'm so glad. Um, yeah. Should we dive in? I think we should yeah. dive in. I've got, yeah. Um, I just also like Steve. I, oh, I lost love my him. mind. My... I yell. I Why think he not... might be my favorite. Yeah, you'll love so it. Well, I'm... she doesn't know Burger. I don't know she Burger. I don't know Aiden. Aiden but I think I might be a, a loyal. No, I think Steve is still Aiden's up there as well. But Aiden. Steve, oh, him. Steve. Steve. I I like actively. I yelped when I saw him. <laughs> I like this episode. So this episode. Yeah, me too. The man, the myth, the Viagra mm-hmm. is um, one of the most popular episodes of this show. Whoa. Of the whole show? Well, it's... Series or It's season? in the top 10 episodes <gasps> of the series. Meaning by like watch numbers and like ratings? I read an article yeah. a while ago about it. I think part of it is because it, Steve... Um, and because it's the like introduction of a major character and like a major relationship. And also it's the first episode where you're endeared to big in like a serious way, which I think you are. I would love to talk about this afterwards yeah. because honestly, I was, I, yeah, I was, I was no, like, I, nah. I never liked big though. I, I really don't. I think that's another big, both big and Carrie are characters that because I didn't have previous affection for, I think I have very I'm, little well, that's tolerance good, though, because for then you yeah. can judge them objectively less like us when we're like well we already know what happens i hope so but no that's good i'd like to hear your opinion on that so dave eigenberg i finally learned his name the actor who plays steve thank you um is on chicago fire with my brother all the time my my brother is also an actor and he is on he's a a recurring on chicago fire and med and all those amazing shows um and i have a couple friends who really like them my friend reba was texting me about your brother well it's i guess like i don't know why you would watch it when there's law and order to be watched but if you like fire you know and steve (laughs) you like fire and steve that's a good combination i like both of those things things. little power maniacs who love steve here we go. The man, the myth, and the Viagra. So Carrie starts in this kind of like bubbly, magical. She once upon a time said I know, again, I know. which is fascinating. We haven't but had she's that. the girl in the mythical land. And Big is like taking her on this kind of like date adventure to a place where he's a regular. And it's clear too, he's being very like, you're my girl. Well, he calls, he was like, hi, this is my girlfriend, Carrie. And she's like, you've never called me that before. Can you believe though, after a whole year, he hasn't said girlfriend? That may be And then go- he says, not to your face. And I was like, I don't uh, think that's any better. No, that means you haven't introduced her to anyone. Well, yes. also, 
also it, it made me laugh because I was like, Carrie, you don't have to say everything that goes through your brain about him out loud to yes. him. I know. She does that. <laughs> but also, lot. I cannot imagine dating someone casually for a year and not Plus, know if I'm their Because the first round was a year the and first then they broke up. Yeah. Which is so much time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, God, if this is how low my expectations need to go, I'm not New York. I think that's how I feel about Big. The expectations mm-hmm. for him at this point are so low, it doesn't take much. And he's also like, his. well, look at how far his legs are spread. He's like, they're at <laughs> this like cute big He is called Mr. Man. Big for yeah. a reason. This cute Italian restaurant. I had a dream. I, w- I wrote that I have a dream that I want to be a regular at like a red and white checkered Italian restaurant. Oh, like this, exactly. And there's an amazing Italian singer and he gets big up to sing, which is crazy. I was like, this is just... It's not even Absurd. like we're seeing a different side of Big. It feels like a different human Person. being. But also, I love that Carrie's like, please don't get up. Like, yeah. she's, and then he she's dedicates so a song to her. It. Like, what the? And then he can't sing. So that was weird. It's very cute. Yeah. It's cute, but also. It's it's just, it feels out of the blue. It doesn't feel it like does. character development. It feels like a different <laughs> relationship. That's well, good to know. I wonder if they got feedback that was like, why is Carrie with Big? That they, yeah, they needed to like endear us to him. Interesting. Which, and like. The two of them, like, we need to actually see why she loves him so much because it kind right. of has made no sense. You're like, Carrie, why really. are you invested so much in this person who is awful? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what did he she say when I was, was 17? Perfect. It was yeah, perfect. what a weird song when choice. I was, I was trying to read it. I was like, but it. you're like 45, do you? Yeah. <laughs> so across town, Miranda is in hell in a comedy club, which made me laugh because some things never change. I know. <laughs> no one wants to go to a comedy club. And then this really but mortifying thing she thinks she's having this great, happens. yeah, she thinks she's having this great day. Right. With a guy who um, Carrie does the usual voiceover listicle for him, including yeah. that he's divorced. divorced. So he and they leaves. met, and they met in the food emporium talking Which about croutons. And I'm like, who meets in a grocery store? I hate 1999. <laughs> I'm so jealous of 1999. Why? I'm, I'm like sitting Seriously. on Bumble. My fingers are falling asleep. You've never gone on a date uh, from food emporium? I have on tra- from Trader Joe's. Oh, really? oh, that's a really Wait, good one. Though. Tell that. Yeah, can tell you tell them. that story? Oh, pause it. oh yeah. Well, look, I I'm amazing at freeze frames. <laughs> you really yes, are. you need to take a screenshot I, of that. Yeah. Miranda's just it. like so. <laughs> she's then rolling be, her eyes I love what a... the subtitle is as well or the cat yeah <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be a fucking salad I'd fucking be fucking my salad, salad crisper that's, oh a com- my that's comedy for you that oh my god and that guy's like the worst, humor. The worst. Yeah. no so I met this guy we were at the Trader Jones Trader Joe's line and um classic meet you yeah but it's always me picking up these guys it's never the other way around that's um well I'm, actually no I, I do get picked up a lot but Less now. About let's not let's not confuse anyone. Just does get picked up a lot. <laughs> let's just make sure I don't have a face for radio. I have a face for film. No, <laughs> um, no I I mean like before Bumble and before all the apps yeah. revolution. When I first moved to New York, I used yeah. to think it was like, oh my god, guys, settle down. Like it was just walking. Now it never happens, which is so sad and disappointing. So I've kind of taken. Oh, that's fascinating. Myself. So um, yeah. So I turned to this guy and was like something about the lines and we're never going to get out of here in time and stuff like that and we just started chatting and then like a regular because and this is another thing in Australia you just chat like there's never this idea that you're picking someone up so I think it's easy to chat sometimes in Australia because it's like they don't just assume you do. you're picking them up. Yeah. You're just shooting yeah. the breeze, you know. Yeah, sure. But Absolutely. here it's always that you're picking them up. So I love Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but here it's like harder because you know that that's what they assume is happening. Right. So it's a bit more tense. So um, and then basically we realized we were both biking home and oh, and my incredible. basket had kind of fallen off my bike or like oh. it had snapped a little bit so therefore that was really difficult for me to carry my groceries home so he was kind enough to be like put some in my basket oh, we realized wow. that we lived near each other so and then we from that we rode and then I was really intimidated because we had to ride over the Williamsburg Bridge oh, and that's God. hard oh, God. so I was like I can't talk and ride this guy can talk and r-. like over the bridge <laughs> I can talk and ride on yeah. flat streets right. but luckily I did it and I remember thinking to myself that was a testament of your fitness Jessica <laughs> you were doing really well and then Animal. at the end I can't even remember this guy's name so that's how much of an impact he had on my life but he it's was like, like an episode he's just like a one episode yeah stand. so yeah. then he was like do you want to go get um dinner sometime and I said sure and we went to um Alamassan the I don't even know if I'm saying that right but the Argentinian steak place here mm. oh, and yum. yeah it was good so I was like dude he's picking a steak place like that means yeah 
he likes me. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but then also, I just found him very boring. So, yeah. which is uh, all a common theme. But you know my what? Life. You me got too. your groceries home, so that was worth it. Yeah, he was a sweetheart, and I did like have a nice enough time. It's just the guy had like no ambition and was like, mm. he was sweet enough, but I was just like having to pull conversation out of him. Nice. I wasn't laughing at any of my jokes, and I like to think I'm moderately funny. I'm just impressed that that. All happened because you yeah. instigated it. Yeah. That's inspiring. That's inspiring for me. Yeah. I picked up a guy recently in my cafe. That's the next. So my one of my intentions this year for 2017 was mm-hmm. that I have to pick up a stranger every week. Every oh, week? Oh, my gosh. I haven't stuck to it, but I think I've stuck to it every, sec- every fortnight, which we say. Oh. Every mm-hmm. fortnight. Beautiful. That's impressive as hell. Wow, a man of fortnight. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean that it always means that it ends up in a date because sometimes right. they're like, I have a girlfriend. My new favorite one is on the subway. I have a note that's just saved in my phone, I'm pretty sure, that is just like, are you single? But So I can just show it to <laughs> them and then they can like nod yes or no and then I can start. Oh, so rather than starting a conversation, so well, if they have a girlfriend, I'd rather, and they'd be like, no, I'm sorry, but I'm flattered or whatever. Yeah then at least I'm not like barking up the wrong tree because right. that would be really embarrassing to start a conversation. Wow. Everyone can hear you on the subway and then you're like, psych, I got a girlfriend. That's but. amazing. Yeah. I shit. could never do that. I bet you could, Brooke. No. <laughs> I, before it, I'm not doing this with ease, I should say. Like, it's like, I'm like, you can do it, Jess. You can do it. How else are you going to find the guy of your dreams if you don't take a chance you miss a hundred percent of the chances you don't take <laughs> oh who said that carrie <laughs> did carrie say that no, michael scott <laughs> a lot of people have probably yes, said it have, shoot for the scott. moon even if you miss you'll land amongst the stars <laughs> which is not true the stars are not closer than the moon it's ridiculous saying <laughs> <laughs> all right back, i love the practical back to the comedy club so miranda the guy miranda's on a date with leaves to go i don't know do something and leaves his phone at the table which i was also like hang on a second we have cell phones that's what I said. Cell phones are just in this episode. Yeah. I think it's the first time we see them. And Last episode, we had the Mac, the Mac with the upside down logo. Mm-hmm. Miranda was typing on this episode, phones, cell yeah. phones. And so the cell but phone rings. And the fucking dick comedian. It's like, answer it. And, he's like, and she's he comes like, out with the microphone. It's not my phone. And he's like, answer it. Answer it. So she does. And it's Alan Miller's wife, you guys. But she doesn't even find this out immediately She because she says, it's his, or she says, Alan Miller's phone. Who is this? Should we put the clip in? Yeah. But I, sorry, I meant we don't find out immediately. I mean, we know. Oh, yeah. But then the comedian takes the phone from her. Which is like not okay. No. And then does it over the microphone as the guy is coming back hey, and announces to everyone it's his wife. Your wife's on the phone. So this sends Miranda into kind of a tailspin about bitterness about just you know love is not real basically. This guy lied to her. He said specifically that they'd been divorced for three years and she's like had it yeah so men, basically so we, and then the dickhead comedian yells out yo red i'll fuck you which is like yeah, so offensive. nasty nasty but then men. i do love these really like hardcore like look how old that roller skater yeah, is i, I know. noticed that how for some old reason. he is she is she's she like was, 70 yeah. and i'm like go you hardcore, new yorker hardcore roller, roller skater. she's yeah. got strong thighs anyway she did she, she had got, amazing thighs yeah. i noticed that too. i noticed it too <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> so um, they're having their outdoor we hate guys brunch brunch together the and charlotte's please Charlotte was also like could be where like if I wore the outfit that Charlotte is I like am it's like an off the shoulder top and like she looks cute but But also Miranda's always wearing red as a redhead I'm a redhead and Miranda you need to minimize the red a little bit yeah she looks better in green I think she looks so good in so many things, but it's a lot to have the red on. The, I like, do reddish. like that they slowly gave her better fashion over the season, though. I would agree. Yeah, it's she's recently, starting. She's starting. It's recently they let been her grow her hair intense. out. Thank God. Um, Although she rocks this haircut. I do mm, love what she, she says to Charlotte because Charlotte starts to be like, "Well, my friend's friend, you know yes. this," and and Char- uh, I can't. I'll yep. never do it. Char- but like Mar- my children. Mar- 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 yeah. Miranda's like, if you go Pollyanna on me, I'm gonna kill you. Um, and I love that they like know yeah. that Charlotte's going to be the one. Well, so this sets mm-hmm. off a really interesting conversation, which is about these like urban myths about your friend's friend who left his wife for you and then they actually have an amazing time. They call them unbelievable fairy tales concocted by women to make their love lives feel less hopeless. Exactly. I wrote this one down too. Yeah. It's like. And I'm sure some of these still exist. Well. Yeah. We, of I, course the, we do. Yeah. I totally do. It. I know. I was trying to think of specific examples, but yeah, Brooke. Oh, me. I'm one. Oh, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) 
Oh, was believing a fairy tale. Not yeah. that you're the fairy tale. No. That's, but that you're kind of the fairy tale. You think? Yes. Oh, God. Because you left and you went to Ireland for a year and she had a boyfriend in Ireland, and, but they yeah. loved each other no matter what. And then she moved to New York. Yeah, I guess it is. And they're in love and it's going to be great. I guess it is kind of a crazy story. It did not occur to me <laughs> to think yeah. that. Yeah. And then the Miranda in me is like, give us some time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, exactly, <laughs> though. No, really. No, but you know what's funny? I am a Miranda and I do this to myself. My biggest anxieties about this are like, this can't be real you know like things yeah. don't just happen this way and like there's so many cliches about it yeah. who knows but it's also but, like we want to fucking another, do it yeah well, and this is a true friend of mine who i actually know but she was maybe 29 and her now husband was 22 or something when they met and she wow. was like hell no she like avoided like no 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 for like almost a yeah. year like kept him on the periphery mm-hmm. because she was like you have so much more life to live i'm at the point in my life where i yeah. not settled down but like that i'm ready for a much more committed relationship and then in the end he was like that's what me. do you need to do that's me like i just because i'm 21 and i was a very mature 21 year old so i know that they're out there we yeah. both are too so yeah. i are currently yeah <laughs> so i I yeah like when I turned 30 I was like I think this is the age that I always thought I was or felt I was oh and sure I, was I like, feel that a little bit me too, too actually I yeah. feel like I'm gonna become my true self at 30 yeah I feel like I mean I feel like we're always constantly learning who we are but right. I feel like from 30 to 32 that I've learned a lot more about myself because I think huh. I've actually been developing at the right at, in real oh. time versus like ahead of time oh interesting so it's nice and but yeah, my friend did it and they are. They're very happily married wow. and she there's oh, a good so like happy. eight year age gap between them and she was like I tested him so much because I was like, <laughs> yeah. There is no way you are true to this. There is no way you are the man that I need yeah. right now and he Damn. just he stuck around and really committed to like them and there that's so a fair that, there's the fair but this yeah, one I like one. that they make it out that it's it's the friend of a friend this is right. actually my friend yeah you so actually I can, know yeah. and of course those stories do exist and that's kind of part of this too but for my first the my first boyfriend like who I dated all through college every time we would have a serious conversation about something for the first like year and a half of our relationship if we were outside we would see a shooting star Jesus and I was like this is fate <laughs> isn't it is funny how when you're young you're yeah. like, and, like and now it's like coincidence yeah. I'm like cool we were in a you know starry place <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. but funny. I do think that we do concoct these concoct concoct yeah these um fairy tales even in modern day like yeah if you were if you know or even the even the it'll find you conversation you around dating apps too mm. and which uh, of course there are for all of these real examples of them working but like a lot of it is stories we tell ourselves often it feels i agree well it's so funny they give the example is like the guy who wouldn't commit and then the girl breaks up with him but then they get back together because mm. and then it's always up. in the rain and i'm kind of like isn't yeah. that what carrie did though yeah like well, I think she yeah, maybe feels a little doing. called out by this. Well, they, and they do. Out. Miranda, Miranda's like in her one of her moods. Her funks. Yeah. And she's like, why? How is big different? And Carrie's like, I actually don't want to engage with you right now. She's like, yeah. And I do like, they like call no, each other. No, out. tell me how yeah. it's different. Like you're saying it's different and I want to believe that. Yeah. And Charlotte sees the difference in big suddenly. And Carrie. Yeah. I like that that, you know, Carrie's like. Charlotte's such a romantic. She's such a. And I do love that. I mean, that's my friend Anne who's about to move to San Diego. No mm. matter what, she we say she has compulsive enthusiasm disorder. <laughs> so she's definitely a Charlotte and she just sees, always sees like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. While I'm a little bit more, like I said, between Carrie and Miranda. Yeah. But then I do love that it's Miranda that has the longest and most, in some ways, secure relationship by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because she's the one that's the most jaded. Yeah. So. Well, she finds someone who can run alongside her. Oh. And also that Steve doesn't try to change her. He loves that anyway. You'll it's see even, all it's of this It's so beauty. clear, even Steve. in this first first episode so yeah, yeah even in the first episode yeah. you can see he's like he's like in it for her yeah i want a man that looks at me the way steve looks at miranda no. and we talk with carrie like you know carrie narrates about myths and about the greek relationship and myths and do we tell them to ourselves just to excuse our miserable relationships? and now she's gonna turn it in on herself and self-sabotage her and big because someone said something to her yep. mm-hmm. and that's how carrie you know snowballs out of control right i do that too when my when friends like are like oh are he we? hasn't done this yet and you've been right. dating for like four weeks You're like there's no real checklist yeah. she says are we willing to believe anything to date okay guys 
So oh my gosh, so Samantha's a horrible a, thing. Ugh, it makes me want to vomit. So yes. Samantha's alone in the bar and glancing s- behind her. We need to say that line. Yeah. yeah. Samantha, a cosmopolitan, and Donald Trump. So you guys, this is the first time, the second time. You just don't get more New York than that. It's <sighs> that. You just don't get more New York than that. Because that's what he was. Donald Trump, you know, I can't believe. like the buffoon of New York, who's just like a figure to stick into your movies. But he's literally in it doing a business deal with some guy. And And what is so sickening is that, like we were saying, at this point, 20 years ago, that he was just this kind of buffoony odd caricature, caricature he that has one-liners in so many movies just being donald trump like he's he's always just like oh i'm donald trump and i'm in this because i'm rich and people think i'm ridiculous he probably yeah. even paid his way into the episode yeah I and mean, he will he was like yeah and so that's what's sad is like we don't even know that how this is look at that mullet he's got by the way yeah he's awful always we won't even know the reality oh. of like this yeah it gives me chills but so the old man who did the business deal, who truly is an old man, a very refined old man. Like but, late 70s. Yeah. Comes over and says, I was so distracted by your beauty. I, I think I just agreed to finance Mr. Trump's new project. You owe me $150 million. Well, you- and Samantha actually plays along a little bit, but she's clearly like, this is an old man. If only He's we like, could tell Ed that he should not give Trump that $150 million. Seriously. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? I have a drink. And then he's like, can I buy you an island? And Samantha's like, honestly, yeah. yeah. Like, she doesn't say that, but like her whole she demeanor changes. She's like, ah, I see what's going on here. Look at my notes. You can see them. I just wrote, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I was kind of curious to see this play out only because, I mean, it's Oh, about purely... Trump. That was oh, Trump. solely oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump. Yeah, 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 me yeah. too. I was like, what? Yeah. I, it truly was Ew, horrifying. Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ugh. Um, Samantha and Carrie are walking down the street talking about life and samantha's like i just met the cutest older man and gary guesses decades like 50 60 well she asks how old your cutoff cutoff is which is funny because yeah you were saying that at the beginning yeah i've realized my cutoff is like 48 ish that makes sense it was like 16 years yeah and i think that the older like you know it seems to get a bit more the older you are the the older you are it's like it doesn't matter as much but i've met some very young like 45 year olds and then you meet old 45 year olds yeah i think mine right now is probably like 35 but also then i realized i was cutting off because i had this really nice kind of very casual but very nice relationship with this slightly younger guy and i realized i'd set my dating apps too old Mm -hmm. because even Um. though they're more they're the unicorn there are some really nice like younger not young, young men, but like, you know, 28, 27. Yeah. Right. So I realized, oh, I shouldn't, just because the majority are not mature at that You're age. You're going to have to wade through some slog anyway. So. Yeah, but I, I now I've gotten <laughs> better at well. vetting them yeah, a little bit. I and bet. also you can tell, like, this guy, we're still friends. Um, He's dating someone now, but, like, uh, we weren't at the right time, I think, timing-wise. But we had a really fun, like, seven months oh, nice. casually dating and going to concerts and stuff together. So, and he was 27. So I feel like, oh. Expanding so, the boundary. Yeah, and but yes, he in the end, he was not in where he was in his career and his mm-hmm. mindset mm-hmm. was not right for me. But it was still, like, a lovely time and we're still friends now and we still work together occasionally so that's cool yeah Yeah. so now i'm trying to be a bit more open to the younger guy as well so So. here we come to big they love cooking he loves cooking yeah she loves veal which is literally like the the most politically incorrect i know i love that they say that (laughs) yeah Um, um so he's cooking veal for her and she of course smoking and she's giving big little fancy puffs and he's blowing smoke rings at her, which is cute. So and this, cooking like, veal of all things. Quote is pretty famous that Big says. Um, Carrie's like, I want you to know my friends oh, yeah. better, and it. I know your friends fine. Charlotte is the brunette. Miranda is the redhead, and Samantha is trouble. <laughs> I feel like I see that on Pinterest, like <laughs> written out in cursive. <laughs> it's funny because it reminds me that Samantha had like tried to hit on him in those initial episodes before he was like a thing with Carrie. Yeah. Which is funny. And Carrie's like, or Big kind of calls her out this time is like, she's like dancing around an issue and, and Big's like, what is this about? So she says, I have a huge request. I want you to hang out with my, have dinner with my friends basically. Yeah. And, and he says, okay. And she says, why are you suddenly so cute? Mm. 
they're very back and forth cutie cute. And then Miranda calls and apparently this is so shitty of Carrie. I'm offended by this by on Carrie uh, by I, Miranda. This was this is awful. This is awful. Also a moment where you were like, wow, cell phones really do make things a lot better because yes. at least you're going to be a dick to your friend. You can make it so they're not sitting at dinner alone. Yeah. yeah so Carrie basically canceled on a dinner with Miranda and left her a message on her voice mailbox at home. But obviously that's not very immediate. Which is fascinating too because she's calling from a cell phone. Yes. For the first time. Yes. And then Miranda uh, <laughs> gets really angry like you you left me for a politically piece of politically correct meat. And- because Carrie's like, well, I had to go to Biggs. He got veal. And Miranda's like, what yeah so you ditched me and our dinner plans an hour ahead for and, and then i she agree goes with miranda off. on I this side too. because i've had girlfriends do that to it's me it's my biggest pet peeve and even when i'm in a relationship i'm very good at like yeah. putting yeah, to to my friendships not first but putting them like just balanced equal just like and right. balanced and i love my girl time and i would not just drop something at the last minute that was kind of last minute that's the thing i think that's so awful it's about different it. if it's, it's a one week thing ahead. to be like yeah be like hey Big really wants to make dinner. I'm going to go over there. Let's do it tomorrow. It's yeah. another an hour before. Be like, I've got to eat some veal. Yeah. Like it's different yeah. if it's like, yeah, it's like a special. There's always special circumstances. Like, oh, I got tickets to Hamilton. Yeah, go, go fucking yeah. go do yeah, that. Yeah, go to Hamilton. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> fucking congratulations. But yes. You're the, you're the unicorn <laughs> That's the bar. That's <laughs> yeah, the bar. That's it. Hamilton is the only, only thing. Veal, definitely not. No. no. Veal, definitely not. No. Jesus. Well, so Miranda's in a very dark mood understandably also she's in a dive bar which feels a little unusual for Miranda and Carrie type I dating I kind of love it though but I kind of do like it because there's like even a what's that ping pong thing yeah, in the back exactly ping pong pinball pinball, pinball yeah. sorry <laughs> Ugh, I wish bars still had pinball machines I know there's so, some here in Brooklyn and yeah and the then, bartender turns around and well what does she say she goes can I have another drink because she's pissed at Carrie and Steve Turns reveals and said, himself and goes, please. please. And they have this like, he's like forth. bantering with her and Where she is like, like, so Can angry. I have another drink, please? And she's like, are you allowed to talk to me like that? And he's like, yeah. And so she says, okay, thanks. And then he says, thanks, Steve. <laughs> like he's giving her all these little tidbits and it's so cute. Also, yes. his strong little New York accent is so yes, fucking cute. I love his strong New York accent. I love that he picks up a book and then she's yeah, trying I to be know. all moody. Objectively, I honestly think he's one of the cuter people who's been on this show too. He Steve is. is so cute. He's so nasally, but he's so cute. Yeah. And then he tells her the drink is on him. Well, first she's like, he, yeah. I love that he... He says, get, he's like, oh, oh something, your boyfriend, who are you fighting with? I was listening. Is it um, a girlfriend, a butcher? Yeah. She's like, a butcher? butcher? He's like, you were talking about veal. <laughs> I think that's a great it's line. So I good. think it's a great took line. took a shot. But he, she also asked what he's reading, and he's like, um, bar, like the art of bartending, For- Ernest yeah. Hemingway. Yeah. And I'm like, he's a character. He's, he's so such cute. a sweetheart. And he tells her the drinks on him because... Um, he wa- and she's like why would you do that and he's like well I want you to stay here and talk to me it's a bribe and yeah. you can tell that that she likes him but yeah, she starts to soften a little bit totally well the end of this conversation surprised me a lot knowing the bare minimum I did about Steve I didn't expect it to happen quite like this and it made me so happy because they have such a cute little back and forth and Careful. then they go home and hook up yep and they have this like, Just, and you know it's you know it's a substantial emotional <laughs> hookup because they are missionary and they yep. are covered. We don't um, see all the. We don't yep. see yes. any. There are no, oh, that's true. There are no boobies involved. And there's lots of um, illustrative toe flexing, which is the foot yes. dance. But also, have you noticed that the foot positioning is really strange? So awkward. strange. It's not comfortable to have your feet like propped up on a. But also, baseboard. her feet should be on the outside. It's like re- I oh. mean, it could be done, but it's I like guess, you're feels right. a little bit. strange strange because he'd have to push off this to right then, and it's like doesn't and make his, sense his legs are spread wide and he's can on top guarantee it doesn't really work yeah those are not their feet or they're just Who do, you not think there's another position. person under there they're just not in I an actual that, sex position i think i think that that may be like someone like i don't know but I, they were in this head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? 
go stream something new on Hulu. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Well, I guess you can speak to this more than I can, that it's maybe it is their feet. Because it's not cut, it's one long shot. But I love that Miranda now. Yeah, and I love that Miranda, I do love that she's like, yeah, okay, Steve, you can go now. Because, and she's not doing, she's just basically become, I think, what she thinks men want. Yeah. Which is She's like, none of you are honest or interested. Well, she's so demythed. She's like, there's no way this is going to be anything other than what it is. And And he's like, I want your number. I want to call you. And she's like, why would we do that? And he's he says you're such a pisser which is, oh, yeah, I love yeah, that line. So it's that, it's kind of like a very I think British line it, it is that's what pisser. I thought too um, and then I love that that's a classic line yeah. that's always shown great she's, sex she's like bye great sex and, and like, he laughs and she's like confused because he says drop by the bar and she's like why would he even be trying like yeah she thinks it's she thinks he just wants to hook up with her again. okay really quick which I think is a great setup we cut to at uh, uh, Samantha at Ed's and did you guys the notice that the door to the dining room is just like a panel of the wall that opens it's <laughs> yes like, I did notice that it's also just it's just like that's fancy it's so fancy it's like a quilted wallpaper door maybe well it's not the end of the fanciness because she picks up her napkin and a bracelet gasps, falls out like a diamond bracelet and then he like reveals two earrings <laughs> well, how did that get there <laughs> and then she- and I love the maid Oh yeah, yes, she's the maid is rolling her eyes. This is this. not the, her first rodeo. And then he opens one of those, the cloche, and there's a what's it called? A cloche. I was impressed. Too. Yeah, wow. Oh, thank you. It came to me. I, I didn't think I was going to. I be able feel to like that it. should be a name for a vagina. My <laughs> cloche. A cloche. <laughs> Welcome to my cloche. <laughs> Do you love my cloche? <laughs> and it's like thing after thing, and Samantha's literally like giddy like a over giddy all these diamonds. Child. And then she like sits on the couch like a cougar, like a little with all her with all her jewelry on. And the man is like, "Listen, here's what I want. I and like that he's old. quite straightforward yeah. about this. I yeah, have like I maybe have... twelve good years left in me, and I just want to have a beautiful person to spoil. And guess what? It's we you. can have sex because I have a pocket full of Viagra. And she <laughs> he puts her hand on his throbbing Viagra filled dick. And yes, she's like, which is hilarious. Viagra. <laughs> so Samantha. That's a dick. Yo. So then Samantha is basically contemplating could she do this? Could she sleep with this older man who's promising her all these wonderful things? A cat looks like a cat in the dark thing because she's like once the lights are off and they're making out, she's yeah. like lips are just lips in the dark. Hands are just hands in the dark. But and this whole time, I'm thinking, Samantha, no. I know. I, know. I don't I think know. I could do it. I don't know. I, don't th- I definitely couldn't. Well, it's interesting because... I mean, I'm because not money-oriented. Samantha like, doesn't so. like feeling old. So that I'm curious, this is could either make her feel older or it could make her feel like very younger in comparison, mm-hmm. which I think maybe is the fun she's having with it, too. Yeah. She's like the hot young thing. But then, like, in the middle of their canoodling, he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then she says... Ed's lips were not the lips of an older man. Ed's touch was not the touch of an older man. Unfortunately, Ed's ass was the ass of an older man. <laughs> Ed's ass. Oh god. And it's so and you get it. You get a full shot of old man ass. Old man it's ass. Saggy okay, and do swinkly. you think that that's his ass or that's an that's another That might be another actor. Because I don't think that actor would want would that. want his face. And then I love that the maid is waiting there oh, with her she purse. Knows. And she gets to keep the diamonds. That's my favorite part. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. That's pretty amazing. So she's done. Dad experiment. Lasted until the butt. The until butt the reckoning. Butt. Imagine when... I imagine if you were like... If they did get to sex and then she puts her hand on that saggy oh, butt. No. Oh, it's just like soft skin. Oh, great. So Miranda gets a notification on her buzzer. A notification <laughs> on her buzzer. Back when men had to come to people's houses to and he's like, make gestures. It's Steve. Let me in. And she's like, why would I do that? And he's like, do you want your neighbors to hear us having this conversation? <laughs> Which there's no one nearby. There, no, at all. And she's like, what are you doing here? Did you leave he something? He looks so, so cute. cute. So he has this, cute. like, 
little curly scruffy hair and like little oh, sweaters and, and his glasses yeah and he's got a thick neck mm-hmm. like in a nice mm-hmm. way like a strong neck. yeah he looks strong yeah. he's like both dweeby but strong yeah mm-hmm. totally. he's perfect he's my perfect he like nerd, nerd strong man <laughs> she's like i'd like to have sex again and he's like no it's not that have dinner with me and, and she's she like just what? can't fathom so he gets out of her. He's really good at bantering with her. And I think it's why she indulges him so much. Because she's just kind of like swept up in it. And like, she's what like, is happening here? Well, it's amazing. He's like, she's like, I'm meeting my friends. Um, and he's like, when? We'll get a drink. And she's like, seven. And he's like, great. And then he walks away. But then he comes back. And he's like, when are you really meeting your friends? And I'm like, this is what I need. I need a Steve. Yeah, I need, she says. Yeah. I she need someone him. to who will banter with me like well, that. Well, it turns it's out, too, cool. he has a... They're going to a club called Denial later, oh, which, which leads to amazing jokes. But he has a friend who's a bartender there. So he's like, great, I'll be there. Because but she tried bartenders. to lie to him to make him show up early yeah. and miss. So that's great that he knew and like great he that he called her out. And, and, then she's, and, and she likes he's it. not like, oh, you're lying to me. I'm done with this. He's, that moment he wants it. where she like... She like smirk smiles Puts her head in her hands. That's so relatable and it's so human. Yes. And Tony Award winner Cynthia Nixon nails the moment. So magnificent. Yes, yeah. Um, there's a lot of gold lame dresses in this episode. Oh, Samantha's in gold mm-hmm. and now Carrie's in this like shimmery gold. Shimmery gold. And she's going to pick up big. production design. Oh, you that's see probably all to do with gold coming. and like jewels and like mm-hmm. fairy tales. Right. That's interesting. Right. Oh, that makes and sense. Like, in flip flops and boxers. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, something's got to give. And like he, he's an asshole to do this is such a dick it, move. This is why I'm like the ending redeems nothing for me. Yeah, there me was too. no cost to him doing it's so fucked up. Like he, you can see how disappointed she is, and yes, you've had a long day. And but why you know agree if you were going to be a dick about also, it's it? Also, it's Saturday. What is he doing? He, was so he, he at work? Yeah, yeah. He's he says. So he tells her he won't come to dinner. Basically, he's like, "Would you mind if I just skipped this big and important thing to you?" And you can see the clear you? disappointment in her face, like she's shattered. She can't even look in his eyes, she says. And she turned to stone, she says. Oh, that's yeah, so A little fairy tale for you. Mm-hmm. Some Medusa in there. She um, she just obviously is so let down by yeah, this. Yeah, this and is like, I'm like, of course, Carrie. His only excuse is he's had a long day. It's so dumb. Yeah. Self-centered 42-year-old baby, magically transformed into a grown man. Like, how could she believe that is what she yeah. said. And, and you so could bring into public. She's, she's and then they so go into denial. They go into <laughs> denial. And she's like, this is the best place to, if I'm already in denial, I may as well stay in it. Amazing. <laughs> so she thinks she needs to have a drink before she tells them Big isn't coming because they can't be seated until They're everyone's here. there. And so Steve, Steve comes with drinks and Miranda's like oh. so rude to him yeah she just like can't believe it's and he's kind of like okay Miranda and Miranda says like, it's really What's she says happening? and if you want a good fuck go home with a bartender and he's and like can I talk to you for a minute <laughs> which I also love I love that he's just like you're not getting away with that he does do this thing where he's like why do you hate men I know it's not about me <laughs> which is funny yeah he like knows but and but Samantha's it's not about like, hating like you know that moment when someone you just like and watch. even Samantha knows yeah. that it's bad form yeah. yeah bad form Miranda also Charlotte's hair is so cute like that I love when she has it like a wavy mm-hmm. and messy a little bit so he's he's like listen I know it's not about me and I just want to know what's up because I am genuinely into you and interested in you and like I want to do all these things and Miranda like can't she's so it. angry she, she just can't won't handle it. it which yeah, I, she I feel like to. one day I'll do this and my Steve won't come back <laughs> I know because I'm so jaded by the 500 other men right. disappointing men and that I'll be like we'll miss but out it's hard on this to like open man. yourself time this happens is. to Miranda a lot someone will like put an idea in her head and she'll like believe it so much and I like that she says maybe I've just slept with too many bartenders like yeah. she justifies that right yeah. yeah but yeah she does believe what people which is also kind of a, a thing to say to him too like you're you're one of many you know yeah which is sad and so he puts his money down and he leaves it's it is a little it's it's not and I think all the sad, other girls can see that Miranda's also, stuck in her ways. Yeah. I was like the fact that Big so Miranda goes off and she's like of course Big's not coming of course he's not coming and Charlotte's like Men believing that he will and this is the best thing Big has done for me so far because it makes Miranda go <laughs> go after Steve so Big shows up he shows yes. up Carrie's like about to tell and them and then her slow motion, motion turn and her face is like so happy and he's oh. like. It's he like arrives at the top of the stairs like, and oh, yeah. little it's such like a so face. cute and happy. I'm almost like part of me is like he had so no reason to do this that it almost seems like deliberate manipulation on his part where he's mm-hmm. like doesn't do it and then knows he can make her happy so he does it. Part of me wonders that too. I mean, I don't. But think also the best. He's part. a TV character, so yeah. I don't think it's written oh. that way. But it seems that way a little bit because you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, how much can I push this woman's boundaries? Right. But then what the best part is is that. 
Carrie and Big inspire Miranda to believe in the myth again. She runs up the stairs into it's the rain. rain. Steve, Steve is, like is moping his way down coat. the street. Do, do, do. Their chemistry is also amazing. Ama- I love that she's slightly taller than him. They just yes. like are face to face immediately, and he's like ready for it. He doesn't even question. He's like he's forgiven everything that she said. And then they have a really beautiful rain makeout, and they're so into each other. From that night on, promiscuous women everywhere would tell the tale of the one night stand that turned into a relationship. That too, because it, Sorry, they don't beat around the bush either. They're like, this is going to be real. Yeah, and it says that, may, and now all the girls around Manhattan are going to talk about how the one night stand They're turned the into the uh, long term relationship well, that's like what we said everyone we know he, she ends up with Steve but every person that the women end up with they slept with on the first date and there's that whole episode Whoa. in season oh, one yeah. about how you shouldn't sleep with a man on the first date but all four of them the person they end up with slept with them on the first that's date that's cool and, and also Carrie that Charlotte did night. especially yeah. And, and he's like so true. nice with the friends and and, yeah. and he redeems himself, but not really. Well, okay, so this is the thing. So we've talked for a couple of episodes because you'd, you'd read that this is the one where we get endeared to him. Mm-hmm. And I was really expecting that, which maybe so I set myself up to not. But I didn't feel endeared to him. I felt like the bar for him is so fucking low yeah. that he like treats her poorly and then shows up to dinner with her friends like a year and a half into dating her and it's like that's not endearing to me that's like what the fuck is your problem I did have a moment where Carrie was like you don't spend any time with my friends and I'm like except remember when you guys all went to a wedding last episode and you all hung out with him and he was miserable the whole time and disappeared for a phone call yeah I know. I, also, you're right. I have to say that previous episode which I know you've already done but I watched it to prep for this mm. one mm-hmm. and like he doesn't she doesn't push him enough like that's not acceptable that yeah, he's you, rude to her that you leave during my poem and that you want to leave early during mm-hmm. my friend's wedding and then he kind of just says something really lame and she just forgives him she's very easy yeah. on him yeah um because she she buys into a myth maybe yeah and she wants it to um so that's that that's a that's episode that's the episode i yeah. I like this one. I liked this one a lot because I loved Steve. I told you, once we get into the relationships other than caring and big, like the Mm -hmm. show gets exponentially better. Yeah, I can feel that coming. I was more excited and invested in this one than by pretty much anything we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, I think we've sort of touched on this a little bit, but like who did you guys resonate with Mm. in this episode? I think I, every, every episode I'm, I'm surprised by how true my hybrid is. (laughs) Yes, me too. Um, But I, especially with Miranda in this one, because I think I'm at, the exact point where she is where oh. I'm just like three and a half years of being single in New York City and dating yeah. a lot of douchebags but also some nice guys that just don't work out or whatever right and so it's just hard it's to tiring, stay though. yeah because I really do believe I'm a bit of a Charlotte deep down in that I yeah. do I am very optimistic about life in general you have a Charlotte yeah. moon I have a Charlotte <laughs> yes me too we like to say like yeah. Samantha rising and a Charlotte moon like, yes <laughs> when and is your birthday March 31 mm. so an Aries I'm an Aries mm, I'm April 7th oh only week apart Aries yeah. get shit done I agree mm-hmm. a little fiery yeah but yeah so I think I definitely identified with her and I like that it like to me because sometimes I wonder if I would oh have I put up too many guards now like mm-hmm. that but I know I haven't because I'm still so open to like meeting the guy in the Trader Joe's or right. like I am still if I was guarded I think I wouldn't even try like I think yeah. I would be just so dismissive of any yeah. opportunity that comes my way yeah um but yeah i love it it's a perfect start to their relationship yeah and uh you get the glory of living their relationship for the next few little while but it's yeah. honestly like a, a beautiful relationship that they go on so it's nice and it is nice that i think this is good at showing like the the negatives of dating in new york but it also shows so many um Good, like positive that you know you have to wade through a lot of shit to get a good, right. to get to a good one and I yeah. like that and also like the myth of like it's gonna hit you when you least expect it yeah but like, that has proved true for me I was I think I lived very cynically basically until the relationship that I'm in now and because like things just didn't happen that way for me and I was like you know that's not real and it's cliche and then literally out of the blue when I was least expecting it I walked into the most like lovely in many ways cliche in many ways totally unexpected thing and I was like oh 
I guess I, I like I felt very Miranda like it feels this Miranda storyline makes so much sense to me because yeah. I my like baseline is Miranda and I operate on that kind of at that level she does and then when it's happening for me you're like bah. yeah I'm really I'm like, I'm in a Miranda right now I'm like yeah. I'm I'm numb to love no one will love me I'm out I'm out always of it. a fun time yeah it's so fun I love it yeah <laughs> I always sometimes just like recently I recently like a month ago I dated a guy that I actually had a lot of feelings for but it didn't work out that he turned out to be a bit of a crazy person but I like to even fill them because I was like oh at least I know I'm not dead inside well I had that too a couple last literally I was like oh I can like someone oh not him yes <laughs> but, but, but it's nice God. to even feel a buzz or to yeah. feel your butterflies yeah. well or that feeling like is that. fun too as much mm. as it's like terrible it's the feeling of like a crush or like that that like adrenaline rush of emotion is like hey, yeah <laughs> you're fun yeah because yeah, it's hard to get isn't that sad that like innocence after kind of the innocence of like uh, puberty and all that stuff and you've had a lot of firsts and a lot of whatever mm-hmm. else that mm-hmm. that fades a little bit yeah, so it's nice when totally. you can be reminded that you can feel that I think that's why a lot of people or why relationships like evolve over time you know because like the longer you've been in one maybe the impulse like you miss that more at times or it's an interesting thing because it's unlike any, like that new fresh yeah. spark is unlike I mean, anything else I mean you have to else. work so hard at it I mean I've been before this three and a half years of singleness I've only had I was a serial monogamous so oh, I had like sure. two years two years three years four years wow one year wow so yeah I wow. and then I was like I need to stop doing this and figure out what I and really want. And now you're want. picking someone up once a week. <laughs> I know. And now I'm very picky, like, because I'm like, well, I figured out what I want. I don't want to just be in another four-year relationship that doesn't go anywhere. I can't and I sh- be there. Yeah. What? Just like, that's amazing. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm so excited. Too, but you have to live the time in between, you know? I hate that's it. part of it, yeah, too. Yeah, it took me a while to get there, and it's nice, but... um. But now I just worry, oh, God, is what I want not out there? But I don't expect a perfect person. It's just no. I did that really great exercise you do where you – well, my therapist made me do it where you list all the things and then you cut them down to five. Basically, Whoa. all I'm asking for is five things. <laughs> wow. I love therapy. Yeah. It's good. We <laughs> yeah, talk about it so often. good. So good. I wow. therapy this week. Um, amazing. Yeah. That was so Should fun. We Should we call it? Yeah. yeah. So, Jess, uh, how can we find you on social media? So I'm on, mostly on Instagram is my favorite. So I'm at jessica.m.thompson on Instagram. But also if you want to follow the film, it's T-L-O-T-M film, T-L-O-T-M. So the Light of the Moon film. Um, and the film will be coming out in theaters in October and November. Oh, so that's so exciting. It is Congratulations exciting. again. Thank you. I'm so yeah. excited. Look out for it. Bridget. Brooke. Bridget. Brooke. <laughs> Where can I find you on social media? Well, Bridget, you can find me on um, Twitter at Brooke underscore Wiseman. Um, and then on Instagram at Brooke Wiseman, uh, no underscore. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? No <laughs> underscore on Instagram. And then, you know, I deleted my LinkedIn, so. <laughs> Thanks. Out of that. Goodness. Uh, Bridget, Miss Social Media, ma'am. How about you? <laughs> you can find me in my home on Twitter at <laughs> Mrs. Burt Macklin. And you can find me on Instagram at BridgetM37. And collectively, we are at Splat Podcast. Wherever social media accounts are found. Including Gmail. Including Gmail. Please email Thanks again, Anne, for emailing us last week. We loved um, it. Thank you, Jess, for being on the show. Of course, loved I loved it. Can't wait to you. hear it and listen to all the others. Yay! Cannot wait. All right. Beep, boop. <laughs>